0: Good morning, mission family. How are you? Woo-hoo. Oh, whoa. Okay. So I got some people awake over here, but that is about it. All right. Okay. So left side, strong side today. We'll be speaking over here. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Good morning, everyone. It's good to see you. My name is Michelle DeUse. I oversee the prophetic ministry here at the mission. Uh, I want to introduce to you someone who most of you are very familiar with, my very good Insta friend, uh, Marguerite Leach. She is she's a prophetess in the house as well, a mother in the house, and she runs and oversees. Originally, it was just the EP School, Emerging Prophet School here in Vacaville, but recently she has been promoted, uh, and she oversees all of the Emerging Prophets online, in house. There's a couple of schools starting. Keith Ferrante is still involved in that ministry, but he has so entrusted his baby, so to speak, to this, to this amazing uh, prophetic mother. So I just want to tell you, it is an honor that I get to partner with her, but I just want you to know, if you're a visitor or you're not familiar with Marguerite, she is a powerhouse, powerhouse. And I just want to, um, so I wanted to make sure you guys knew who you were, who she was. So give it up for Marguerite. Yeah. Woo! Okay, I got a text message from Dave uh, just a little while ago, and he and Ryan are in Wyoming, and um, Deb was saying, he just told Deb that Ryan is killing it this morning, and so that is awesome, but he said they're just really enjoying the presence of the Lord and what God is doing, so if they are on your heart, just continue to pray for their travels, pray that they um, have the encounters that God has set for them, that they are making the relational connections that they need to encourage them and strengthen them in this season and likewise. Um, but it's, it's always, you feel it, you know, when the Papa's not here. <laughs> um, anyway, so, yeah, I just want to pray real quick. Would you just, I know you guys were standing already, but I'm going to ask you to stand again. Would you stand with me? Mm. I know, it's like, I went to a Catholic service one time, and I was, I was brought up Baptist. I was brought back and I love Baptist. Like I got the word of God memorized in my heart. Right. And I went to the Catholic service because this boy I liked invited me. Okay. Hey, there is no shame in that. All right. But I was like, what are we doing and what are they saying? But it was beautiful. It was absolutely. I didn't know it was all in Latin. I didn't know anything. And he just kept nudging me to like do certain things. But it was absolutely beautiful, and I could feel the love and the presence of the Father there. So it was just so opposite of my culture, but so beautiful and powerful at the same time. So anyways, Holy Spirit, I thank you. To me, Holy Spirit, you are the nurturing heart of the Father. You are the powerful, embracing grace of our Creator. We honor your presence. We thank you that you pour out fire and honey in the same moment, that you that you tear down and build with love and compassion in the midst of God's glory and his presence. So Marguerite and I come today as daughters, as sisters, as friends, as prophets, as leaders. As mothers, and we partner with you, Holy Spirit, to release and do all that you have in your heart to do for every family that is in this house, that is seeing this live online or watching the recording. I release you, I bless you, Holy Spirit. We go nowhere you are not already leading. We give you praise. We give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Okay, you may stay seated for at least five minutes. (laughs) Just kidding, just kidding. Uh, I just want you to know real briefly, it's kind of crazy. It may seem kind of crazy that Marguerite and I are doing this together. But when Ryan said, hey, um, we're going to be gone. And I would like for you and Marguerite to present together. And I went, okay, now Marguerite and I do this together all the time. We partner a ministry together all the time. We teach in Emerging Prophets. We just got back from a week of being at School of the Prophets, leading community groups together. If you were at School of the Prophets this week, would you stand up? I know, it's like two people. But yes, come on, three people, three people. And the rest are all in children's ministry. Y'all, you want to get around these people because we were saturated with the presence of God, we got to be with our friends Dan and Bethany and Regina, Chris, his family. I mean, it was just a powerful power. Haley Braun, woo, girlfriend. I mean, Lindsay, it was just such a powerful time together. So be careful because we are very full. <laughs> um, but it was just a great time. So Marguerite and I are no strangers to partnering together, okay? But we've never done it for a Sunday service. So it was like, Ryan, what are you talking about? And he was like... I just want you to come and release the prophetic, release the the father's heart, just release what, who you are. And I will tell you, when I first saw Marguerite, it was an emerging prophet. I I was first year, she came in as a visitor. I'm going to just tell this quick story. She's like, great. Um, I saw her from across the room. (laughs) i was so drawn to her i was in the back of the room she was sitting over the side and literally my eyes it was like the eyes of my spirit really the eyes of my heart but also my natural eyes could not stop i just was like i'm burning a hole in the back of that woman's head who is she i didn't know who she was you ever have someone like that you don't know why you can't stop looking at them and you're like okay god this is gonna get weird thank goodness i'm i'm behind her right OK, then Keith brings her up and introduces her and just says she's a longtime friend and invites us to prophesy over her. And I thought, that's it. I have a word for her. That's why I feel so familiar. That's why I feel like I've known like, what is this? Right. Come on. I'm not alone. Right. You've had that happen. Right. I'm not just talking about your spouse, but just with people. Right? OK, so I think, oh, I have a word. So I go to prophesy over her and I, it doesn't leave. I still feel this intense drawing I can't shake it. Then I never see her again for a whole year. And I'm like, okay, that was strange. Second year of emerging prophets. I walk in. or she, I, I'm already there. She walks in and I'm like, oh, you know, the heaven thing. That's why I'm not on the worship team right there. You, now you know why. <laughs> um, I literally, I saw her and I was like, that's her. That's that woman. Okay. Okay, Lord, what is this? And I was so drawn to her. And I just said, Holy Spirit, I don't know what you're doing. But there is something about her that I have to get to know. Maybe it's Jesus. Maybe. I don't know. So we went to coffee. I was, like, obsessed. Girl crush. I don't know. It's not weird. It was just, like, I have to know this woman. Yeah, it wasn't weird. I mean, in our society today, maybe as Christians you think it's weird. But I don't know. Anyways. So. We go to coffee, and what we realize is that we had actually been living a very parallel life. A lot of the experiences she had had in, in life and in marriage and ministry, her and her family, I had been having as well. We had been in the same place at the same time, but did never, ever met. And what I began, we called each other insta-friends. Like, we just instantly were connected at the heart. And I want to tell you, I want to encourage you, if there are people in your life that you cannot shake, that you go, I don't know what it is about this person, but I think about them often. God is doing something that is greater than you, and he's inviting you into a strength an empowerment in a friendship that you don't even know you need. I did not know that my life was lacking a Marguerite until I met Marguerite. Seriously.
1: Dang right. (laughs)
0: and what god has put together the enemy tries to divide with jealousy and envy and insecurities two powerful women okay i'm not ashamed to say that because we have fought hard for that two powerful women that are meant to speak and encourage and equip the body of christ together and what does the enemy want to do oh well you're not as tall and thin as she is Oh, well, your voice only goes so far. Or Oh, well, so-and-so asked her to do this and not you. And let me tell you something. Every time either one of us had to face those lies, those accusations, that entanglement. <laughs> I remember one time she said, you have a package coming in the mail. I was like, oh, what, what is it? She goes, you have a package coming in the mail. And she had been, she had been dealing with something. And the Lord said, I want you to bless Michelle. She blessed me so abundantly and provided some things that I needed for my ministry. I had no idea why. I just knew my my friend, my girlfriend was providing for me. But she was doing something to, to silence the lies of the enemy. Where the enemy wanted to divide, her action of giving brought us closer together. We have to be willing to do that. Go ahead. Sorry.
1: So I want to I wanna share that. It's funny that you mentioned that because I'm like, I need to talk about that. So what had happened was I listened to a podcast with Michelle on it. And all of a sudden, all these thoughts and lies came in my head. I'm like, I know this is not true. This is not true. This is not true. But I couldn't shake it. And I began to pray because I, I felt a disconnect in my heart towards Michelle. And I was like, I don't like that. I have this offense somehow resting on me. And the Lord said, if you want to break this, you need to be (sighs) intentionally, extravagantly generous toward your friend. And some of you need to take that key and apply it in your life. Because there's an area that you've been wrestling with and God wants to break that. And you're like, I don't know how to break this, Jesus. I've been wrestling. I know my mindset is... It's wrong, but I, and I don't want to think this way. Be intentional and extravagant with your generosity. Be intentional and extravagant with your generosity. Because the, the, word, the, the word says that the world of the generous gets larger and larger. You don't need to be generous for the other person's sake or, or for God's sake, but for you.
0: Yeah, actually, I just feel like right now the Lord is wanting to give you a strategy for that generosity. So I want to take a minute. I felt like Holy Spirit kind of cautioned me this morning. I can get in. I know where we're going, and we just go, 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 go. But I felt like the Holy Spirit said, there's moments this morning where I'm going to want to pause and speak to my bride. Will you let me do that? And so please don't be too uncomfortable if we give you a minute or so. To lean in and hear what the Holy Spirit is saying. But I believe there is a strategy as Marguerite was, was just releasing that testimony. I believe there's a strategy in the room that the Lord wants you to know to have for your marriage, for your kids, for your business, for your finances, for your friendships. So I'm going to give you a minute. Holy Spirit, we ask that you would release that strategy right now. Ask, lean in, ask Holy Spirit, what is the strategy that I need that is to be generous in this season. Honor the word of the Lord. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Write down what you heard. We are responsible to steward the word of the Lord. Not just the written word, but the spoken word, the thoughts. We were created intentionally to know the voice of our creator. But will we steward what we hear? When we begin to steward the voice of our creator for ourselves, then... He begins to share more and more and more. Sometimes we can get jealous because we're like, why do, why do they always get all the strategies and the prophetic words? Do you know how they're stewarding what they're hearing? How you steward in, in, in the secret place? It's how God reveals you in the open space. How are we stewarding the word in the presence of the Lord right now? It feels like in this house I just feel over this house like you are good stewards. You are where you are at today because you have been stewarding well your relationships. You've been stewarding well the things that he's encouraged you in. In fact, you are here at the mission because of stewardship. Is that right?
1: Amen. Okay, you want to transition at
0: 1111? Oh, come on. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Come on. Ooh, for some of you are like what does eleven eleven mean why is she saying that that's so weird oh my gosh you guys uh prophetic people see patterns and i how many of you are drawn to numbers you're like oh it's two 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 three 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 one two three four i don't know what's happening right now why am i so drawn to this it's because god is actually putting you on a journey of discovering his voice and what it sounds like to you and he's he's um He's helping you to recognize patterns that are happening in the world so that you can actually begin to interpret them and bring a solution to them. And that's a word for someone right now. But 1111 oftentimes means transition, and that's exactly what happened. (laughs) Jesus, you're so good. I love you. You're so fun. The reason why we're going after the prophetic today is because we are a prophetic house. Ha. We are a prophetic house. We have a high value for the prophetic, and so we want to keep that in front of you. We have a long history here at the mission of being prophetic. It started way before I came here, started way before Dano came here. It's called. Um, it was called an eagle's nest for a long, long time before we even came here. I know that Dano and Tammy and Regina and Mark, you guys did like covert prophetic stuff underground underground on movement. the side secret you were doing all this prophetic stuff and training and going after the voice of the lord way before it came into this house and so there's a history here that is rich and that saturates who saturates the very um place that you sit the very place that we stand the very structure of this building the very land. We're called to be a prophetic house. We're called to be a prophetic people. So my history with the prophetic was actually that I didn't grow up here. I grew up all over the place. But when something happened called the Brownsville, try one more time, the Brownsville revival. How many of you have heard of that? Good amount, about sixty percent of you. So that's it. It it was an outpouring that happened in Brownsville, Florida, at a church on Father's Day, 1995. And the following year, um, it actually spread out all over the world and impacted many churches, many people, many who, so many. And it impacted our church as well. I was going to what was called back in the day Family Christian Center in Orangevale, California, which is over in the Sacramento area. And for us, it broke out in 1996. And I didn't even know I was prophetic until that time, until God broke out of, the, out of my little box that I'd put him in, out of the box that the church had put him in, and things were happening that I had no grid for, no paradigm for. And I was like, what is happening? This is so strange, but I like it. I don't know what's happening, but I feel Jesus. I don't understand what's happening and why I'm saying the things that I'm saying, but it feels right. And so I began to get, you know, dive into the word because I also saw a huge mess. Because, you know, with fresh life comes mess Mess, mess, mess. And there was mess. So I dove into the word. I'm like, what is this supposed to be, look, be looking like, God? Because I know the prophetic is really supposed to be a part of what is happening. So I developed guidelines, some out of religion, and then God broke that off. Thank God. Um, but there, there are guidelines that God has established for, being, for, for releasing his word to someone else. Whew. And so our our church, the church that I was part of, and this church and other churches, Bethel, and throughout the region of Northern California were running in the same vein, running alongside one another. You guys had, at the time, had different services outside of Sunday as well, and we did as well. And so, you know, sometimes we would come over here, and I know that you guys would come over to our church as well. And so there, there's just that rich heritage that is not only here, but in the region. And there's a reason why you're drawn to this place. Ha ha ha. So who has been here? You know, like uh, prophets, different prophets like Dano, um, Graham cook, you know, I know wasn't Doug Addison in this area as well. Yeah, so there's there's just a rich heritage that has paved a way for you in this place. And so now we are here, and some, I feel like some of you are actually have a little bit of disappointment because you actually came here when Dana was here, like right at the cusp of when he was leaving. And you're like, oh, but now Dana's not here anymore. And Bethany's not here. And Matt Gonzalez is not here. And why are
0: we going down this road? No, kidding.
1: Why are we here again? <laughs> no. Because there's something here in the rich deposit that is for you. Yeah. Yeah. It's not about Matt. It's not about Dano. It's not about Graham. It's not about Doug Addison. It's about the presence of God that rests in this place that he wants to pour out on you. Yeah. 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 That's right. Come on. Mm-hmm. You are here for such a time as this. You're not here because of Dano. You may, thought, you, you may have thought that you were here because of him, but you're not. That was just the tool that God used to draw you here. Lots of carrots. It was the carrot, Michelle said.
0: Lots of carrots drew you here.
1: Ooh, And they are treasures. Yes. Yes. And we love them. And we're so sad that they left. Ugh. But they're still friends. However, that doesn't mean... That what was available before is not available still.
0: I want to ask you, what drew you here? I feel like this is an important question for you to think about today. What has drawn you to the mission? I want to hear you. Community. Open doors. Open Open doors. Can we say that legally? Outside open doors during COVID. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. What else? What has drawn you here to this land? Jesus shows up here. Worship, freedom. Less religion. I like that. Less religion. Yes. Yes. The wonderful ladies Bible study that they have. Yes. The truth about God, miracles, Miracles, yes, family, Family. prophecy, Prophecy. something about Holy Spirit, freedom in the Holy Spirit, Spirit. y'all, this is why we're here, what, Bible teaching, George is one of the most incredible Bible Bible teachers I know. Alex and I actually were drawn to the mission. Apart from Dano, we were watching George on YouTube and we were like, every time this man speaks the word of God, I am like, what am I hearing? It's not just what he's teaching. It's what he carries. It's who he is. It's the anointing upon his life. He is so congruent with the Father's heart and the word of truth. It, is, uh, it, it literally undo, it undoes you. If you feel dry, there's no reason to feel dry at the mission. There's no reason to feel dry as a believer. Because we are filled with the Holy Spirit. Jesus said, oh, let me give you something so you never have to drink again. You never have to feel thirsty again, yet we hear Christians say what? Oh, I feel so dry. I've said it. Why do I feel so dry? Because I don't recognize the land that I have been placed on. Because I'm no longer going after the living water that is within me. Amen? We need one another. If you're here today and you feel dry, lean in to someone who's not. Lean in. Lay on the floor. Let the living water of God within you well up and nourish you. If a rock can pour forth water in the presence of God, what can a living being that is, what, 73% water? We have no excuse. It's more than that. Alex was like, it's more than that, honey. It's more than that. Okay, Either that or he's telling me, get back on track. I'm not sure. (laughs) Y'all, do you hear what we're saying? What Marguerite was just reminding you of is the wells of living water that were being poured out from the throne of God. The Father's heart was being poured out in such a way that we have no... We have no excuse. We have no reason. I was in a little church. Little church. Christian and I. John and Carrie Cummings. A number of them here from the from North Bay Four Square Church. And we would come up here on Friday nights. My pastors paid a heavy price for the move of God. To have the move of God in our little four square church. They paid a price. People distanced themselves. Yes, we hear signs and wonders are happening, but whoa. Are people really roaring like a lion and barking like a dog? Well, actually, cancer was healed. Marriages were restored. Yes, someone did roar like a lion, but guess what? That woman who couldn't speak before is now preaching. It is time for us to stop judging the manifestations and the move of God and say, I want to get wet God is moving in this time in a way we don't understand and know. And we seem to want to understand it first before we'll put our foot in. Since when is that the way it goes? He says, taste and see. You can't taste and know what's You can't know what's inside something without tasting it. You can read the ingredients, but you can't know. You can't know. That you know what's inside and to, you've tasted. And we are here to invite you to taste and see that he is good. That he is speaking to you and through you in profound ways. We are here to awaken you today. We both felt like, man, we want to awaken. You, y'all you are woke. Y'all are, aw- oh, that's a careful. <laughs> like, I mean, we Wrong are woke. Mark. We are woke to the presence and the glory of God. We are woke. We are woke to, it is on earth as it is in heaven through my life. Amen? But as Marguerite and I were praying and talking, and we spent the whole week together at Bethel, and it was like, we want to awaken something in you, not that you're asleep, but something that you don't even know has maybe been, been hidden or covered or is a little tired. So Holy Spirit, we release the awakening of their spirit, the stirring of the gifts and the calling of God upon their lives, the passion. Are you passionate? Yeah, some of us are extremely passionate. Other of us are like, I'm tired. I am not. I was passionate, but now I'm hitting 60, 70. I'm not as passionate. I'll I'll be honest. I turned 49 this year and I felt like I turned 69. Why? Because I was out of order in some things in my life. It is for me. <laughs> we should not feel old, even if we are in age. We have the refreshing of the presence and the love of God upon our lives. Amen. You got to reel me back in here, girl. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. It's all, it's all right here. So <laughs> if we truly believe that Joe 228 is true then we are living in the times of where God's spirit is available to all mankind. Not just a few. All mankind. Dano says it like this. I love it when he says this. There's a lot of flesh in this room. But you know what that means? There's a lot of presence of the Holy Spirit in this room. If you think that God is only pouring out his spirit on the hungry... Or on the beautifully saved. It says all mankind. The last time I checked in Hebrew, Greek, Aramaic, Latin. All mankind actually meant guess what? All All mankind. mankind. But are you willing to listen to the voice of Holy Spirit through an unsaved voice? Are you willing to value That God may be pouring out his spirit on someone that you know is not living their life according to the word of God and the word of truth. That's hard because we have to protect ourselves, right? Now more than ever, we do need to have the discernment of spirits. But I would say even before you are discerning of spirits, you are discerning the voice of the father. We have to discern the voice of our living God, of our creator, before we start judging. Before we start moving in, even the gifts of discerning of spirits. I think they need to go hand in hand, but first through the filter of the father. He says, I poured out my spirit on that young man. Be careful. Yep. Amen. You don't like his lifestyle. You don't like his life. But why don't you sit and have coffee with him and listen for what I'm saying and what I am doing. Yep. Amen. We are here to stir something up in you because there is no Christian that is to be complacent. Remember what we say here at the mission? It just escaped me. (laughs) That we are not bystanders, right? We are not bystanders. Amen. Why do we need to hear his voice, Marguerite?
1: Great question, Michelle.
0: <laughs> you tell me, why do we need to hear the voice of God? It's food to our souls, she says as she's weeping in tears because it's so precious to her. Why do we need to hear the voice of God? To move. Oh, that's so good. But not from the mission. <laughs> or not, yeah. Why do you need to hear the voice of God? Love. To love. To have wisdom, discernment, to know how to live. To be transformed. What was that in the back? Come on, youth. Ah, it makes it real to us. Come on. Whew. Whew, Jesus. It's how we keep breathing. What was that? So that we can be a living epistle read by all man wow he says my, in john 10:27 my sheep hear my voice i know them and they follow me but i want to partner that with joel 2:28 i would propose to you that those who do not yet claim to be children of god the spirit of god is roaming to and fro looking for them and it is through your voice, through your love, through your generosity, that they will then be caught by the voice of the Father. And have an opportunity to engage in his smile, to engage in his life, to engage in his truth, his healing, his wholeness, his living water. It is not apart from us, folks. You don't have to have a call of evangelism on your life. You got to have Jesus. Jesus.
1: Some of you may say, I don't know how to share Jesus with other people. I had that same question. I know how to be prophetic. I know how to do things in the church. But when it came to that, I was like, Jesus, I don't know how to do this. And he said, just live your life. You are a walking testimony of my goodness, of my grace, of my favor, of my blessing. Everything that I have available for everyone is living inside of you. And as you live your life out, that actually impacts the people around you. It doesn't matter if you're in a grocery store and you don't know the person. Who you are shifts the atmosphere. Because I live in you. Just be you, you guys.
0: Psalm 32, verse 8 through 9 says, I will instruct you and teach you in the way that you should go. I will counsel you with my eye upon you. Be not like the horse or a mule without understanding, which has to be curbed with a bit. And a bridle. He says, don't have to have a bit and a bridle. Don't have to have a bit and a bridle. You have to you have to put a bit and a bridle in them because they wander. That's why he says, or they wander away from you. We have been fully equipped and created to connect with God so that we don't wander away from Him. We lean into His voice. We lean into the wine of his presence, the meat of his word, the milk and the honey of his goodness and his love so that we stay. It's like in the same moment that you're getting satisfied, you become hungry again. Yes, yes, yes. How in the world does he miraculously do that? How can I feel so full? How can I feel so complete in relationship and so nourished? And yet the next moment I'm hungry again. It's like those little bottles when I was a kid. You would feed the little baby, it had orange juice, it's plastic. You tip it over, it disappears like your little baby's drinking drink. And then you tip it back up and it's full again. That's what we have access to in the presence of God and the Holy Spirit. Actually, I just want to, if you are here and you have felt like you pour out so much, like you're that baby bottle that is constantly being tipped over. Because you're generous, you're kind, you're loving, you're full. But yet you're feeling a little drained, a little undernourished. If that's you, I, I'm going to do something. I want to ask you to stand. I'm standing, just so you know. <laughs> I'm standing. If you feel like, wow, as, she, as as Marguerite and Michelle are speaking, I can feel like, I am hungry. I am pouring out. I feel God's love, but I do feel a little undernourished. Holy Spirit, would you come right now and fill these brave, courageous people who pour out continually before you to those around them. They pour out continually. You, are not, you do not feel depleted because you have not or because you have just been sitting on your couch. You feel depleted because you are loving everywhere you go. Because you know that you are a vessel to be used by God. God, I thank you for their intercession. Fill them. Fill them with your presence. Fill them with your fire. Fill them with refreshing. Whoa. Larry, I see the angel of the Lord around you. And he's enveloping you with this. It's it's literally like liquid. It's like liquid honey, but I see water and honey falling together. And I believe the Lord is saying that in this next season, you are going to be so refreshed, so on fire. It's almost like, man, I feel like I could run around the block. I feel like I could run a mile. Though that's not how you may feel today. The Lord says in this season, son, I am saturating every, every cell in your body with my presence. With my living water and my honey. I see the Word of God coming alive to you, Larry, like never before. You're coming into a season of fresh revelation. Fresh revelation from the Word and in relationships with others. Whoa. Ralph, not Larry, thank you. Ralph. He knew I was talking to him. Ralph. Jesus, thank you. Choria Tasha. Blessing, Lord, fill them up, fill them up, fill them up more, more of Your presence, more of Your love, health, wholeness, Who fresh fire, kuriyatashi, <coughs> <coughs> kuriyatashi. <coughs> In 2 Timothy, Paul says to Timothy, for this reason, I remind you to fan into flame the gift of God, which is in you through the laying on of my hands. For the spirit of God, for the spirit God gave us did not make us timid, but to give us power, love and self-discipline. Okay. Some say did not give us a spirit of fear, but I feel like there is to It's like something has said, oh, slow down, be quiet. You're a little too much. Don't agree too much. Don't be too vocal. I feel like we need to break that off. I feel like we need to break that off. If you have heard that, okay. If you have heard that in your life, like, whoa, that's just a little too much. Simmer down now. OK, if someone is ever when you were little or even yesterday or this morning, honey, calm down. OK, I want you to stand.
1: Ooh. Believe it or not, I know Michelle talks a lot and <laughs> I don't talk as much right now. <laughs> Listen, I have heard that. I have heard that, Marguerite, you're too much. Oh, you were good over here, but then you got really wild and crazy, and I don't know, that was, I'm like, oh, I'm so sorry. You know, and it, the enemy wants to bring that down and dumb you down and say, sit down, you are too much. Whew, the spirit of intimidation comes. And you feel like you're, you begin to feel like you're too much. You're inadequate somehow. Something's wrong with you. And I just want to break off that lie. We break off that agreement that has been spoken over us in Jesus' name. You are not too much. You are called to be you, vocal, loud, beautiful, crazy. You need to be more vocal. Not just up here you hear me you have permission the Lord is giving you permission to be fully you and some of you have been backing yourself in a cave and said I don't want that anymore that's painful that hurts so I don't want relationship I don't want to be trusting leadership I don't want to this I don't want to that my cave is safe your cave is lonely Your cave is dark. God is calling you out of the cave to be in community with people, to be with family. So that you can be you. Some of you are like, I am not being seen by people. I'm not being heard. It's because you're in a cave. Come out of the cave, please. We need you the world needs your voice the world needs you to be fully you and if you do not embrace who you are fully you will never step into the authority that god meant for you to have yes it's available to you but you need to embrace it you need to let go of the lies you need to break you need to need a whoa Break agreement with what has been spoken over you and begin to trust the word of the Lord over you.
0: I feel like there are other things like we called out timidity and you're too big or you're too this or you're too that or maybe you're not enough. How come you don't ever speak up? How come your voice is so quiet? How come whatever it is that the enemy has used to cause you to be minimized or to step back, call it out. You got to expose it because we live what in the light. We live in the light and through our lives, the light shines. What does that mean? There can be no darkness. It's not allowed to stay in the shadow, right? So I want to invite you if there is something and it's, and it's triggering you're like, well, it wasn't that, but it was this stand up. It wasn't that, but it was this. I want you to stand up and be counted. I want you to stand up and be seen. I want you to stand up and be heard. And it is time for you to call it out. You know what? I am shocked. We should all be standing up. Amen. What kind of perfect life did we all No, I'm just kidding. I'm, I'm not to get, no, I'm sorry. I don't mean, I'm not trying to say that. I'm not trying to be bossy or anything. But what I'm saying is, are we so disconnected from, from the woundings and the things in our lives that when it's being called out, we're like, I'm still numb. I don't know. I, I, I'm not sure. I'm too busy to actually take an internal temperature. Mm. Are we too busy? We don't even know what we're really feeling and thinking. Are we too disconnected? Amen. How can we bring the living God, living praise, if we're so disconnected we don't even know? Amen. Jesus, and, and please hear me. I'm not trying to make anybody feel bad or, or anything like that. But I do want you in the light. Amen. Yeah, come on. Come
2: on. Yeah. Um, as she's calling you, and I think, you know, if you feel uh, tightness in your chest, it's, she's probably speaking to you. <laughs> You're probably trying to figure out, well, I don't think that's me, but maybe this is. No, just, just don't try to figure it out. Um, Just listen to what's happening right now in your chest, (laughs) because mine's killing me. Um, So please listen to your chest, okay? (laughs) Somebody. (laughs) So what I was hearing is the scripture. It says, how does the pot say to the potter, why did you make me thus?'" And I think until we love ourselves, not in arrogance, not in foolishness, but we accept how god made us if we don't then we're basically saying i don't trust you father i don't trust how you made me i don't trust how you what personality gave you gave me i don't trust you and if we can't trust him we cannot live our full selves believe me i tried i i tried just trusting in myself and it made my life very narrow So if that makes sense to you and you're saying, but I don't understand why he made me this way, why don't you stand up? You don't have to understand it, but have you ever said to the Lord, I think you made a mistake? I used to tell him that all the time. No, you don't understand. You put me in leadership and I want to be a hermit. You made a mistake. No, I'm serious. You made a mistake, and he told me one day in perfect love, Deb, until you trust that I made you the way I needed you to be, we'll never partner together to change anything. So I just want to give you the courage to stand up. even if you can't figure it out, if you've ever questioned the Lord, say, why did you make me thus?"
0: Can just feel the Father here. The one who created you and formed you and knit you. The one who shares his dreams, his gifts, his talents, his compassion, his love. He created you in his image and he's unapologetic. He gave you the parents that he gave you, as wonderful or as horrible as that may mean to you. He chose them because of the DNA and their history and all that is upon their lives that he wanted to impart to yours as well. And then he sent Jesus, his son, to redeem it all. Father, thank you. We repent for questioning your creativity. We repent for questioning the direction that you have taken us in life. We repent for accusation. Disappointment, feeling like we got left out, put aside. Father, we just repent right now before you. We thank you, Jesus, for your blood and your body. We thank you for your love and your life. We thank you for your spirit that was given as a gift to guide and direct us. Wow.
1: Just begin to thank him for how he's made you. And I know that for some of you, it may be hard. because you don't view what God has made you as a gift to you or a gift to those around you. And I want to want to tell you that God has made you and wired you the way that you are and placed the giftings inside of you to be a benefit to not only to yourself but to those around you, to your family, to the people that you're called to, to your workplace. You are a benefit and a gift to those around you. It's a blessing. It's a blessing, not a curse. So right now, whether you're standing or you're sitting, just begin to thank God for how he wired you. Thank God for what he gave you. Thank you for the strange things like I'm going to, Pray myself like, thank you, God, for who you have made me to be. Thank you that I get weird and wonderful things show up at my house. Thank you for turkeys that show up at my house. Thank you for lightning that happens on my house. Thank you for the sensitivity that I have that people have called too sensitive. Thank you that I get to wear my feelings on my sleeve because I actually get to connect with you in a whole new way that some others don't. Thank you for the way that you wired me and the way that it benefits my family. That it impacts others. Whew. Thank you that I can be quiet and know how to listen. But thank you that I can be full of fire as well. Ha, ha, ha. Ooh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank Thank you, Jesus.
0: We give you praise. We give you praise. We give you praise. You are worthy. You are worthy. You are worthy. You are holy, you are holy, you are holy, (laughs) we give you praise, Thank thank you, 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 thank you for what I don't understand. Thank you that your goodness doesn't always look like I think it should. Thank you that you see me in my blood and in my disappointment and my hopelessness. And you say you have ravished my heart. My perfect one. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Mm. And I just hear the Lord saying over this house, thank you for being my faithful ones. Thank you for being my brilliant, my brilliant lights. Thank you for being my lovely ones. Thank you for being my honey and my fire to the world around you. Thank you for being faithful. Thank you for being my glory upon the earth. He says, you are my glory upon the earth. Thank you. Thank Thank you for your smile. Thank you for your laughter. Thank you for your dance. Thank you for your generosity. Thank you for your tenderness. Thank you for being my children. Thank you for being in unity and wholeness and oneness. Who? Thank you for laying down. I just hear him saying, Thank you for laying down and surrendering those things that you hold so dear. And yet you lay them at my feet. Whew. Thank you for loving my word. Thank you for leaning into my voice. Whew. The Holy Spirit is here today opening eyes to see, opening your eyes to see the glory of God that is upon your own life, the beauty of God that is who you are. Holy Spirit is here today opening your ears to hear the songs that are being sung for you and through you. You don't have to sound good. You don't have to be on the worship team to say thank you through your life. Wow. Wow. Jesus, we give you praise. Thank you. Thank you for eyes that are open and ears that are open. Thank you for lives that are redeemed and restored. Thank you for living water that flows from this land. Thank you for the inheritance upon this house. We call it forth today in Jesus name. We make a demand today. That this place, this place is heaven on earth. This place, this place, the kingdom of God resides. There's this gentleman right here, in, and and um, in the second row, gentleman, in, and and uh, next to Dave and. What's your names? Yes, you too. Yes. Yeah. I just kept seeing the presence of the Lord around you. And I just felt like um, there's a shift in strategy for you. And it was like he's bringing comfort to do some things that you're a little uneasy about maybe. So, Father, I thank you for strategy in the night And in the day, I thank you for strategic relationships that he's bringing you into. I believe that there are two strategic relationships that you are already engaged in, but there are more that are coming. And it's through those strategic relationships that you will have comfort and confidence in the word of the Lord upon your lives. But I see him shifting direction in some areas. And it's, and it's almost like there's been a little like, is it this or is it that? I'm, I'm not sure. But I just hear the Lord saying, you can walk in confidence because I have put before you a wide open path and I am bringing people to partner with my presence in your life and the, and my will upon your life. I feel like you walk in such strategic wisdom. Um, what's your name again? Bryden? Brayden. Okay. Sorry. I feel like you walk in such strategic wisdom and that there is a generational inheritance. Um, It's it's like it's healing and it's breakthrough, but it's in business. It's healing and breakthrough, uh, but it doesn't look like what you would see in a church. And I see that there are times when you just speak to people and there's something in them that comes alive. And you're like, "Whoa, where did that come from? And I and I see the Lord doing that more and more in your life. Father, I pray for this marriage. I thank you that it is a powerful marriage. Your marriage is one that that literally tears down structures that are um, ungodly and unholy in people's. It's like you go after things that are ungodly and unholy through the love of God, through the wisdom of God. And I see you being an incredible strength to people, um, I even see marriages being restored and healed through you, through your lives. And I don't know you. I don't know what you do or anything like that. But I hope that that is encouraging to you. But, Father, would you guys lay hands on, just lay your hands on them? Um, Father, I thank you for your presence and your anointing and your call upon their lives. I thank you that it doesn't look traditional. Thank you, Jesus, it doesn't look traditional. It looks exactly like who they are. I ask for increase. I ask for, for, for uh, provision financially for the dreams. And, this, and, and it's like there's a building, there's something that you're wanting to build. I ask for the financial provision for it and friendships. Father, I thank you for the friendships that you are bringing to encourage and strengthen them. Thank you for the expansion of their family, the expansion of their dreams. I hear the Lord saying, You're right on time and you're right on track. And there's a wide open place for you. Amen. 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 Whew. We realize that it is, um, it is lunchtime. <laughs> uh, and so we want to bless you, Marguerite, if you want to.
1: I don't know if. I just feel the love of the Father over this house. And I'm going to close with how I was, I saw that, I felt the Lord opening this way. He's saying, hello, mission family. <laughs> hello, mission family. You're my family. The Lord calls you family. He doesn't call, just call you community He calls you family. He calls you sons and daughters. You're not alone. 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 (sighs) He's saying, hey, family, I love you. You're mine. I got you. I got you. I got you. I got you covered. I got your back. I got you in your comings and your goings and your everyday life, when it doesn't look fabulous and it doesn't look beautiful and it doesn't look, ooh, doesn't look glamorous. When you're sitting in a minivan with kids screaming in the back. When you're at your job and your boss is yelling at you. I got you. God's right there. I got you, family, because you're my son. You're my daughter. Hey family. Hello, Mission Family. Remember that I'm right there in the everyday, in the everyday, in the everyday, not just in the big and glamorous moments. Every day. Every single moment that you're awake. Every single moment that you're asleep. Every moment that you feel feel loved and seen, every moment that you do not feel loved and seen. <sighs> I just bless you to know who you are and who's got you. You're a beautiful. Or handsome. I'm not calling the men beautiful. Unless you want to be beautiful. You're beautiful. You're handsome. You're powerful. You're strong. You're full of the wisdom of the Lord. You have the access to. Access to storehouses in heaven. You have the strategy and wisdom of the Lord. You have all these things available. And you are amazing. a may So go throughout this week, remembering who you are and whose you are. And listen, tap into that rich heritage that is here. Listen to the voice of God reminding you of who you are, reminding you of what you're supposed to be, reminding you of where you're supposed to be going.
0: Would you guys just stand for a minute? We're wrapping up. This is it. Holy Spirit, we thank you for your presence. We thank you that you... You fill us again and again and again and again and again. So we release Marguerite and I together release the filling, the fresh filling of the Holy Spirit, fresh fire, fresh honey, fresh water, fresh presence, fresh wind. For some of you, it's the wind. For some of you, it's the fire. It's the honey. It's the presence of God. I release upon this house a fresh anointing to understand the revelations of the word of God. Signs, wonders, the prophetic. Here, lean into what is he saying to you, for you and through you. Holy Spirit, we release you to restore, redeem, to build, to tear down, to do all that is in your heart. All that is in your heart. And we seal this time together. Whatever it is that you did in their lives, you know. May it be ever unfolding. Throughout this week, you will will have moments where Holy Spirit says, Hey, remember on Sunday when this was said? Yeah, this is what I was doing. Remember when you stood and you agreed and you confessed? This is what I was doing. Lord, let it be generational. Let it be ever unfolding. And remember that you are not alone. Lean in. Lean into the person next to you. Lean into someone at work. Call that person you can't stop thinking about. Lean in into one another, because in that place is the beauty, it's the unity. It's the provision of the Lord for you. We bless you. May He keep you. May He go before you consume you and Ralph he knows your name (laughs) amen amen as you leave today just love on someone give them a word of the Lord of encouragement encourage one another amen all right and go get your kiddos because they are ready (laughs) thank you Jesus